Welcome to the St. Richard's Podcast Sermon of the Week. This week's message is given by the Reverend Kelly Jennings. For more information, please visit us at strichards.org. Well, I wonder where you find yourself in the hearing of this account of the healing of the blind man. Where were you in the, in the account Mark gives us this morning? Perhaps you are with the disciples. They seem to be made a little uncomfortable by the sound or the presence of a beggar. Are they bothered, I wondered, by this possible delay that the blind man presents as they proceed on their journey with Jesus? Are they wanting to protect the one they love from any interruption? or unsightly person. Now you'd think that Jesus' followers would be used to those crying out for healing by now and would quickly usher the blind man over to Jesus, but they don't for some reason. They try to silence him. So where do you find yourself in the story today? Maybe you are there with Jesus himself, leading heading toward Jerusalem now, leading others in his wake, aware of what awaits you, tough times. But you hear the voice of someone crying out for your help off to the side, off the beaten track, and you are willing to stop, willing to pause in your tracks and find out what this man truly desires. Where do you find yourself today? Perhaps you are with Bartimaeus himself, in desperate need of healing and connection. He hears about Jesus passing by so close. Can you imagine? In your blindness, in your separation from God and man, and with no care for how others regard you, you cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So maybe you were with Bartimaeus today. Isn't it wonderful that we get his name? Only Mark's gospel gives us the name of this man. Bartimaeus, meaning son of one highly prized. Son of one highly prized, or son of honor. This recipient of Jesus' healing, as with many we can imagine, got to be known Of course he did, and people remembered. Still today, we get to know him in the gospel. It's a detail that reminds us that this gospel stuff is, was, real stuff happening to real people. Incidentally, we're approaching the end of the church year, and all this past year, we've been able to hear from the gospel of Mark. Mark... This is what's cool. It kind of gives you a little chill bumps. Mark knew the apostle Peter. Mark knew the apostle Peter, and so it is believed that the church has held that the gospel of Mark is the one that gives us the most, the closest eyewitness account that Peter had to everything that went on around Jesus. We're getting Peter's point of view. So clearly Peter remembered the name Bartimaeus. 
Well, let's back up. At this point in the gospel, Jesus is continuing his journey to Jerusalem, where he will die and rise again. Here they are in Jericho, or just leaving it, we're told. Now Jericho, the city with the walls that come tumbling down, had those walls come tumbling down well over a thousand years before this. But for Bartimaeus, think about the symbolism. For Bartimaeus, metaphorically, walls are going to be tumbling down very soon, right? At the hands, at the touch of Jesus, at just the words of Jesus. Walls come tumbling down. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. We quote Bartimaeus every time we say together in church, the Kyrie, the Greek word for Lord, the first word of the prayer, Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. I know these words have been a very real prayer for many of you when you have been particularly at your wit's end, because what else can we say? It's akin to, give me a break, God, but it also involves a deep humility, an awareness that there are decisions, actions, on your own part that need forgiving before you are going to be able to come into the full light of his healing and salvation. Lord, have mercy means, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry for what I've done. Help to clear the way so I can see you more clearly. Get that connection? Lord, have mercy. Kyrie eleison. The Greek word for mercy is that next word, eleison. And we, it also means compassion, pity. And it is throughout Scripture. It's all over the Bible, especially all over Psalms. The Psalms, Psalm 23, just remember. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Mercy. And the Hebrew word, in the case of the Psalms in the Old Testament, chesed, means loving kindness. It gets translated to mercy often. Loving kindness. Is that nice? We get the Greek word for mercy, eleison, in the Beatitudes, in the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus says, and he turns it on us, the people, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. The closer people are to God, the closer we are to our Lord, the more able we are able to receive his mercy. And then we don't just hold it, hoard it to ourselves. We're able to shower it onto others, God willing. There may be some letting go then that you need to do before you can allow God's mercy and knowledge of his forgiveness to flow into your life. So just take that bit away with you today, that God is merciful. Believe it, trust it. God forgives, and God is ready to pour his loving kindness onto you. Now, here's a quick challenge for all of you, and I'm this for myself too. Pay attention to times when you are made to feel uncomfortable. Pay attention to times when you are made to feel uncomfortable, when something is bugging you, and especially when you feel tempted at that time to try to take control of the situation. Pay very close attention. Don't seek your way out of it, at least not immediately. 
and see if you can catch yourself before you try to change things. You see where I'm going? Where I was this last week in getting into this passage was with the disciples. Clearly, they want to try to change the situation, right? So I'm asking you and me both to this week just observe, pray for the awareness of what's going on with you when you're in a situation where you feel uncomfortable. See what happens when you choose just for a little bit, when you choose not to do something for a change, when you just sit back and hold the space and see God at work. A lot of us miss or don't allow for God to be at work the way he could when we try to step in and change a situation. It can be in your marriage. It can be a time when you're spending it with a child or a grandchild, and they're not doing what you want them to do. It can be in a friendship when there's been a misunderstanding. Hold the space for the Holy Spirit to be at work and get your attention first before you try and take control of things. Back to Bartimaeus. The disciples trying to shush him again just encourages Bartimaeus all the more. And so he shouts out again, Son of David, the title of the Messiah, have mercy on me. So Jesus stops in his tracks. He pauses. Just consider that. Jesus just stopping. In the midst, in the midst of everyone else trying to take control, Jesus just says, call him here. Now this is the part where I really had to um, chuckle I love how we get something so human about human psychology in this passage. The people near him seem to change when they realize what Jesus actually wants. They think they know what he wants. So just get back, Bartimaeus. And then when Jesus says, call him, they're all different. You know, I've been, I've been that person. Oh, oh, well, come on, don't you see? He's calling you. <laughs> Their whole demeanor changes. They want to help Jesus. Just last week, we saw how the disciples asked Jesus to do something for him. Notice Jesus asked Bartimaeus first, what do you want me to do for you? Well, we saw an example last week where two of the disciples wanted to sit at Jesus' right and left. Jesus set them straight about some things. But here, Bartimaeus is the one who knows the right thing to ask for. Teacher, let me see. Let me see. And Jesus says, go, your faith has made you well. We can pray that today, too. Metaphorically, in most cases for us, let me see. Show me the situation through your eyes. Clear the way. Lord, have mercy. Immediately, and that's one of Mark's favorite words, immediately, he regains his sight and look at what happens. Does he run off in the other direction? No, he follows Jesus. He follows Jesus. And no doubt, they get to know Bartimaeus, and it's no question how Peter would have remembered his name. He would have been around for a good while, maybe went all the way up to Jerusalem, all the way to the cross. We don't know. Good Bartimaeus. Probably saw a lot, a lot more than he expected to see, I imagine. Many of us here are doing the same thing. We are following him because we have seen his grace in our lives. We have seen his mercy. We have received his forgiveness. 
And so we follow. So we come here. We wake up early on a Sunday morning. We sacrifice time outside to play, to come in here and play, and be in worship, be together in worship. We've seen his abundance in our lives. That's mercy. We've seen his gifts. We've seen his light on situations. And so we come to say thank you to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Finally, folks, just as a close and as a reminder to myself, if the change is not necessarily about us, if God is wanting to change someone else, help them to see a situation more clearly, may we pray that God would help us to step out of the way, to make the space, to hold the space. Sure, we might be called to be present, but maybe be more comfortable in the silence, in the pause, and thus allow God to draw more closely to the one in need of the change, of God's mercy. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. For service times or more information on St. Richard's, please visit strichards.org. 